Hello everyone and welcome to a brand new episode of the Alpha Live podcast. It's episode six and we've got two amazing drivers lined up for you today. We've got TCR UK driver Adam Shepard joining us and we've got British Car Championship driver Brandon Carr who's doing the double this year in both Junior X30 and Junior Rotax. But we'll start with our first guest of the show. It's time for Adam Shepard. Joining me now, our first guest of the Alpha Live podcast, Adam Shepard for the Area Motorsport team with Shepard Motors, uh, racing in the TCI UK series. Adam, firstly, welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much for taking the time for joining us. Yeah, hello. Thanks for having us. Uh, now, uh, Adam, we can talk about uh, TCI UK uh, all the way through the day. We can talk about a little bit about the series so far as well. Um, you've got your you got your sim rig behind you. We'll talk about that a little bit later on, but we'll start off with firstly congratulations from the last round, Donington Park National for rounds twelve and thirteen. Your first maiden win, your first uh, pole position as well in qualifying, uh, and a second in round thirteen. I mean, what a weekend overall! Yeah, it's great. It was um, what we all felt was a long time coming. We've put in all the hard work and um, come close a few times and, and had a few issues. So to finally put that to bed and. Um, get the pole, lap record, the win. It was it was great for us, all us, the sponsors and the team. It was brilliant. I mean, a solid group of points that you uh, gained from that as well. I mean, you put yourself third in the championship. You're only four points ahead of fourth place in that Bruce Winfield. So, you know, it's a very close championship still as you go into the final round at Snetterton 200. Do we feel like this is going to be a, a tense ending? Do we feel like we're going to get away with uh, a P3 or potentially even fighting for second and or first? Yeah, we're we're going all out to win it now. We've got there's no pressure on us. We um if you asked me four rounds ago, three rounds ago, what was the plan? It was just go and win every race we can for the fun of it. Um championship was largely over. Um we had a, a few issues at the first couple of rounds. So um we thought it was all done and dusted and, and we wasn't anywhere to be seen. So to come back like we have and um now have a chance at winning it, it's there's no pressure on us. We can just go full send and see where we end up. So yeah, the aim is to try and win it for us. That, that that I think that's what brings touring car racing into its own, really, with a lot of the drivers. So, you know, just sending it down the inside or any of the corners. I mean, with Snet 200 as well, plenty of places to go for a nice long lunge because there are some mega straights there with huge slipstreams. Yeah, it should be good. I'm uh, a bit gutted it's not the 300 because um, it's a bit more technical. But, yeah, the 200 still, is still a great circuit. So uh, I'm sure there'll be lots of, uh, lots of action. The last round of the year, it's, um, it's going to be tight for sure. Definitely. So we can talk a little bit uh, about kind of what's happened in the season so far, because you've already kind of uh, picked up on it about, you know, at the start of the season, it wasn't looking great. I mean, and it, and it wasn't. I mean, we'll go back to Castle Coombe, the disaster strike. You know, you had, uh, I mean, yeah, you, your head movement there says it all. The puncture on the last lap. I mean, what goes through your head when you're, you're leading something like that and then disaster like that strikes? Yeah, it's um, it's a bit brutal. We we were leading at Donington earlier in the year and um, had a damper foul, so we mm. were kind of kind of thinking, do you know what? Let's just take it as it comes. And then started Castle Coombe strong. We qualified P two, led the whole way, and then it was a uh, last last few laps. It was just really bringing the car home, not pushing, no curbs, and then last corner, last lap puncher was brutal. I think. Um, I think you see on the stream how much it meant to to me that um, when it went wrong. But yeah, we we bounced back and uh, it's racing. It happens to everyone at some time. 
yeah, it, it, it does happen. And uh, I think the, I think one person you can really put the blame on is probably Andy McEwen, because as he was commentating <laughs> yeah. on that one, he was saying he, he commentated Kirst the whole weekend on that one. But uh, no, we, we yeah. love Andy. But um, yeah, yes, it, it just shows that it, it can strike at the worst possible time, can't it? So, you know, you think you're invincible when you're in a race car, but it can just go wrong so quickly. It can. I think I've always um, been very lucky in that sense. We've not had, before the start of this year, we've never had any mechanicals. We've been 100% race completion rate, really. Um, I'm not the most sympathetic on the car. I do kind of push it quite hard and um, I do take the mick a bit with curves and stuff like that. So it is a, a bit of a learning curve. I think the, the good thing, the team and all the family and sponsors and everyone picked me back up. I was pretty pretty down about it after race one and um as they said it could have been the lap before and you didn't finish you still had a p2 and if, mm. if it weren't for that we wouldn't be where we are in the championship now so mm. um you've got to look at the positives i guess and yeah it's it's brutal but it, it's it's motor racing motor racing at its finest field on that one but like you say the season's been pretty decent for you like you say you've had a second in round uh, seven eight and ten as well so you've been pretty consistent in keeping that car up at the sharp end but you know it, i mean to drive these cars how quick they are around some of these circuits people watch them and they think oh you know i drive a hyundai they're not that quick but the difference that these cars are compared to your your standard hyundai road car is is is, is massive isn't it it is. It's phenomenal. You don't realise how fast they are. Even some of the people that um, the mechanics for us that come and help out, and they've been around me for all my racing career and all the cars I've driven, and I just can't describe to them how fast they are. Like we're, I was racing an E46 M3 full-on race car um, a couple of years ago, and we're lapping Donington like eight seconds a lap faster than that. Mm. So it's they're just astonishing how fast they are. They uh, they really are a handful. Um, from the outside, it doesn't look it so much, but inside they are they are pretty pretty hard on you. Yeah, they are. The, like I say, they're purebred race cars. I mean, I've seen inside them, and you know, you look at it, nothing screams standard road car at no. all absolutely nothing it's fully stripped out it's fully kitted it's the works it is a touring car it is absolutely it a fantastic is, yeah. piece of kit and i think the one thing that i think a lot of people uh, misrepresent uh when it comes to um like the touring car paddock or the tcr paddock is is they don't think well that's not a british touring car but it it is in a way it's it's more of a, a an, an older version of it but they are still quick as them aren't they Yes, if you look how fast we are, we, we carry, um, so the balance of performance in TCR um, alters the performance of, of the different manufacturers between rounds, which isn't something that the British touring cars have. Um, and we're carrying, I think, something like 70 kilograms of base weight over some of the other cars before our success ballast. Um, so if you take all that out, how fast it would be, is, again, is phenomenal. So um the lap times that we're doing in these is 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 astonishing really um and when i first got in it i didn't expect it to be quite as <laughs> as good as it is to be honest with you well uh, i mean that just shows doesn't it and i mean talk us through the start of the season because at the start of the season we were with different teams weren't we so you started the season with jam sport racing of course that was working with a, a was it a different car that you were uh, you were starting the season with wasn't it no it was the, sa it was the same it was the same car, car. But, um, what happened at the start of the year we was originally um going to be running with area motorsport um i've known rob baker the the owner of area for a long while we raced against each other in civics in 2015 and um we've known each other a long while the, the plan was always to to run a cooper originally um mm. with area and for a few reasons that that didn't happen um and we ended up with with the hyundai which we're grateful with it's been a, a great car 
Um, so we started off the year with Jan Sport. Um, it was a rocky start, not to do with uh, any side particularly. It was just one of those things. We had car issues. Um, the, it was just one of those starts to the year. And I was speaking with Rob and we said, Let, let's let's get back together like we planned originally, but we'll do it in the Hyundai. And since then, the, the car's been phenomenal. We've, I think we've had um, a podium at every round bar one, I think now, with uh, something like that with with the with the new car or the, mm. the, the newly prepped car. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I, I mean, it just shows, and I mean, because there is a, a smackering of different cars out on that grid. I mean, you've got you've got the Golfs, you've got Audis, you've you've got um, you've got the Coopers, and like you say, you've got the Hyundai. So there's lots really to choose from. But um, like you say, the Hyundai really uh, shone out to you, and it shines out to a lot of drivers. And I think a lot of drivers thinking that the Hyundai is the car to actually go for in this series. Yeah, I think we've um, historically it's done obviously very well and it's doing well this year. But um, I think with the balance of performance, if you look abroad in Europe and, and World TCR, um, the high end eye isn't necessarily winning all the time. So it's, it is a much of a much as you go to different circuits and you'll have the high end eye be strong. Um, you go to other circuits and, and different cars will be strong. So I think that the, the um, WSC are doing a good job with the balance of performance to, to even that out. Um, I think in reality, all of the all of the, the cars have the potential to be winning. Um, obviously, working together with Area Motorsport, they've got a lot of expertise in TCR. They've had, they're running Coopers as well, and they've won. Um, I think everyone in the team has had a win this year. So, um, Coopers in, and the Hyundai's of Area have all won. So, I think it's just about getting the, the package you've got working um, to the best of its ability. And when you get to that point, there's there's not much to pick between them. No. And when it comes to potentially maybe for next year, are we planning to rejoin? Do we, do we think we're going to stick with the Hyundai or are we going to change it up a little bit? Um, yeah, I think we're going to stick with the Hyundai. We've um, invested a lot of time, effort and, and money into getting it to where we needed it to be after we bought it, obviously, secondhand. So you always inherit some niggly bits that need putting right. So um, for us, budget's tight. We're always um, running on sponsorship and now we've got the car sorted, it'd be silly to move away, especially given the performance we're getting from it. Like I say, if it's not broken, don't fix it and, uh, you know, yeah, keep yeah. keep using it. And, um, you know, we this is your first year within TCR UK. And I mean, as a whole, I mean, how have we found it? I mean, it, you did the um, Type R Trophy last year. You know, you won uh, the Tegua Type R Trophy. And, you know, putting that into this touring cars this year was it a major change was there lots of things you had to you know do differently or was it just you know fairly simple to just switch over from the civic to the uh, um, hyundai yeah we, we picked up the the tcr concept quite quick we have done a lot of racing in, uh, in 2015 i was racing civics and won the championship in that which was front wheel drive um we switched to rear wheel drive m3 and won the championship twice in that so we've got kind of um experience in both front and rear wheel drive and different kind of types of car and then again 20 uh, 2021 we won the championship in a, a different civic so we knew that we'd probably have the pace if we could get the car right it was just as you say adapting adapt to especially slicks for me this is mm. the first time um driving the car on slicks um so we we turned up at media day at the beginning of the year we first time we drove the car was media day we received it two days before um so we went we ended up going quickest on media day and breaking the lap record so that was a bit of a, a shock <laughs> a us, really. nice confidence boost yeah so um i think it, it, we, we picked it up quick we've done a lot of racing so we can adapt to different stuff but the how physical it is for the arms with the amount of cars the cars running and the, the short rack 
and definitely took a while. Um, and as you can see in our results, I think throughout the year, as the cars got better and more dialed into my style, and I've learned it, we've got faster. And I think that's a lot about learning slicks, the way you bring them in, the way you um, scrub them when you when when they're new. It's it's quite a lot to to learn. Hmm. Um, the concept of having multiple sets of tires in qualifying, people kind of box for new tires and bring those in. It was it was all a learning curve, and I think we're we're getting on top of that a bit now. But it, it certainly isn't easy to to make the jump straight away. No, definitely not. And like you say, what you're saying there is pretty much true to form. Uh, like you said, taking your first maiden pole position as well at Donington Park National. And uh, again, that must be a nice feeling going into the weekend because, you know, qualifying is always one of those where it, it, it can either go great or it could go terribly so, so quickly. And, you know, the fact that you, you say you've got that nailed now and you, you've started that weekend with a pole position, a, a, great, a great end to the season, really. Yeah, definitely. We um, since we got the car back from area, we've um, qualified Peter Orton, Peter Coombe. So the pole was just eluding us slightly. So um, to stick it on pole at Donington, but I think about three tenths in the end, we was mm. we was all very happy with that. And um, we've found some more pace in the car since then. So we're we're confident that moving forwards, we, we should be competitive. It's just trying to get the budget sorted to to make sure we're out there each round. Yeah, definitely. And that's always one of those struggles. Well, hopefully this can can help with that. You can share it out and uh, everything. You can get those uh, guys to hopefully uh, give you some help with that one. But, you know, going into yeah. the final round, like I say, it's coming up very, very soon. Uh, 23rd of October, Snet 200. It's going to be a championship yeah. battle um, potentially out there. And you're just going to get your nose stuck in straight away, aren't you? Oh, 100%. Yeah, I think for us, it's um, put it on pole and win race one is the plan. We've yep. passed lap to try and get max points see where the land lies for uh, for race two um if you if you put it on pole and win there's not much more you can do for that race so that's the plan and then race two it's gonna i think it's all gonna come down to the wire in race two it's gonna most likely be um last corner last lap where is everyone sitting and do you go for something or don't you so it's gonna be gonna be very interesting yeah, and I mean, there's uh, there's quite a few points up for grabs. Now, it's 40 points for a race win, plus the fastest lap in each race. Then there's also six points for pole position, am I right in saying? That's correct. Yeah, I think there's 88, I think, up yeah, for grabs. Yeah, 88, 88 in total. And you're only, yeah. well, you're not that far behind. You're only about 30 points behind. So, you yeah, know, there's, 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 it's yeah. doable, but it's going to be a challenge for you. But, yeah, like we say, we'll wish yes. you all the best for uh, that weekend. We are nearing the end of the time already, which is a, a huge shame. But, yeah. um, Adam Shepard, again, thank you so much for taking time out for joining us uh, today. And uh, we will wish you all the best at the final round of the TCR UK Series at Snesterton 200. Thanks very much. I look forward to it. We now move on to the new segment of the Alpha Live podcast. And once again, it's nearing the end of the season now. So championships are ending. Uh, a couple of championships already ended. Super 1, of course, they've ended. Bambino Kart Club, they've ended. Uh, in terms of Super 1, lots of champions uh, crowned in that one, of course, because they've got the Rock classes, they've got the Rotax classes, and, of course, all the Bambino classes. So you can check out the uh, Super 1 socials for all of that information. But one particular race that did really stand out, the Miami Bambino race from Shennington, Three drivers at the end of that race had the chance of winning that championship, and whoever won that championship out of that top three won it, basically. So uh, the, the top three were all racing all the way through that one. It was an absolutely fantastic race. I do recommend you go check that one. Andrew Mather on the commentary for that one for Double Dash uh, Motorsport Media. Um, but yeah, you can check that uh, race out on the Alpha Live YouTube channel and definitely one to watch because it was pretty awesome. So uh, recommend that one. Uh, like you say, yeah, Bambino Club, uh, Kart Club, they've ended as well. 
Um, of course, their champions you can find out on the socials also. But the biggest news coming out from that one is, of course, they are partnering with CKC for next year. So Darren Beavers and Matty Street, who have combined forces, uh, are going to be joining to bring a, a pretty big paddock now for next year. So you've got Bambino Kart Club, you've got the Cadet Kart Championship and the uh, Junior Kart Championship as well. They're all combining uh, and will be one big paddock next year. So that'll be definitely one to keep an eye on. Uh, the final round of TCR UK, of course, that'll be coming to the screen soon on Alpha Live YouTube channel. Uh, you've got the final round at Snesterton 200. Two drivers battling it out for the championship. Both Chris Smiley and Isaac Smith, both on 315 points going into the final round. Now, Snesterton's a tricky circuit. It's also one of the longest circuits in the UK in terms of touring car uh, races. But they're not running on the 300 layout. They're running on the 200 layout. So it's the shorter of the two with very long straights and not many corners. So it should make it very, very interesting to see. So I recommend tuning in for that one. That one's hitting your screens 23rd of October on Sunday. So make sure you don't miss out on that one. Make sure you subscribe to the Alpha Live YouTube channel so you don't miss out on that notification hitting your screen. Um, nearing the end of the British Kart Championships as well, of course, two more rounds to go in that one. Myself and Henry Obedette will be on the commentary for that one. Uh, of course, we've got uh, the finals for that at Wilton Mill, double header, and the finals at PFI, uh, of course. So that's going to be a very exciting one. Ending the seasons at PFI is always a great uh, feeling for a lot of drivers, and especially here at Wilton Mill as well, a great one for uh, drivers to race at. It's a challenging circuit as well, so that'll be very uh, close for all of those championships and it is close in a lot of those championships as well so keep an eye on that one KZ2 have also finished their championship now of course from Kim Bolton a very very close race that is another final that I do recommend people go and watch go watch the KZ2 final champion from Kim Bolton you can catch it on the Upper Live YouTube channel as well Charlie Turner took the overall or well, he took second in that race but took the championship by two points from James Glenister who actually won that final he did everything he needed to do but unfortunately uh, Charlie just pipped into the championship Tom Adams as well he came third in the race and came third in the championship as well so it was a rush performance one two three on track and a one two three in the championship uh, Brian Rush was uh, wanting to uh, bring all those drivers back so uh, hopefully we'll see all three of those drivers with the one two three uh, next year in the KZ2 paddock as well. A bit of news from Formula 1, of course. A bit of a shame of how the Monza race ended. Ended under the safety car, which was a bit of a nightmare. But And uh, I think a lot of people are looking to, uh, wanting to change the rules and regulations of that championship. But yeah, so um, we'll have to see what happens with that one. And uh, big news as well. Nick de Vries took the seat for Alex Albon uh, that weekend. Alex... Um, Went into hospital, I think, for an appendix surgery, and uh, unfortunately, we had complications with that one. Um, ended up seeing him go to intensive care. So we do wish him all the best, and we do wish him a very speedy recovery. Um, uh, we are hearing that he is uh, recovering well, and uh, we hope to see him back out and uh, at Singapore. So that will uh, be a change for that one. Now that brings us to the end of the motorsport news, of course, and more global news, really, on the 8th of September. It was announced that Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth II had passed away. Um, she was 96 years of age and she'd ruled the UK and, of course, the Commonwealth for 70 years. And uh, I have to say, I was quite saddened by the news. Um, she had been my monarch since I was born, of course. It's the only monarch I've ever known. So it's a, a big change for a lot of people around the world, of course. But... I feel like a lot of people around the world will be greatly saddened by the news and she will be very sorely missed.
We move on now to our next guest, Brandon Carr, who recently raced uh, at Kim Bolton for the British Kart Championships, which was also very heavily affected over the past uh, weekend that was announced of Queen Elizabeth. Um, Brandon, uh, welcome to the uh, podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, I just want to chat a little bit about the weekend at Kim Bolton. Um, obviously, Friday, uh, obviously, the news well, it was the news was announced on Thursday evening, and then Friday at the, the kart track, racing was cancelled or practice was cancelled. In terms of the weekend, how did that really affect the weekend so far? Um, it didn't really affect much on my point of view, but it might affect it to other people with less amount of testing. But um, yeah, it didn't really affect much, apart from the timetable, but everything was good. I mean, it it, do, it can shake up the weekend um, quite uh, quite a lot. But going into it, Saturday, very busy day. You had practice, you had qualifying, and you had all your heats crammed into one day on on Saturday. Um, firstly, how did the Saturday go? I mean, I was there, but we weren't live, so I didn't really get to see much of the racing. Yeah, it was good. Started off a bit all right in practice, just getting the cart set up right and seeing how everything went. And then quality came and it was a bit wet, a bit dry. It was raining, not raining. So it was a close call for quality. Some people went out on slicks, some people went out on wets. Um, we chose the wets and I'm not sure. I think it was the right choice, but, but at the end of the session, it was getting towards slicks. Yeah, it was uh, it was challenging weather conditions, wasn't it? Because the weather, I'm pretty sure it said over the Saturday, there was no chance of rain whatsoever. And we got hit three times at very interesting parts of the day by heavy rain showers. So it, it made it very, very challenging for a lot of drivers. But Sunday came and uh, a little bit uh, better results. I mean, we came in pre-final, I think it was a race win as well for you. I think you came through for that one. And then the final, of course, another race win. Uh, but uh, again, a challenging weekend nonetheless. Yeah, yeah, it's been it's been a good weekend. Won all the heats. Yeah. One of them I come second, but due to penalties, we won. But then the second one was a good one. And then just, just, had, to keep, just had to keep calm and just keep going not put things in front and just keep going yeah i mean this season's looked uh, pretty good so far i mean you you go into the uh, the final kind of round ahead by about 30 uh, no i'm looking at the wrong one i say i have <laughs> i have the timing or the uh, the scores in front of me but uh, you go into it with actually quite an advantage i mean the next person behind you vinnie phillips 870 points you've got 936 so you're looking pretty comfortable i would say going into the uh, the final round which is a double header as well for rotax yeah yeah it'll be good because um there's no i don't think there's a pre-final no so it's hard to say but just gotta keep just just gotta keep consistent not make mistakes and we should be all right oh wilton's obviously a track that you're very familiar with of course but uh, uh and of course we it, it came in of course with the the car sport team you had a, a bit of a disaster really uh, with one of your teammates at uh, wilton on the last one from uh, nathan clifford and uh, of course we do wish him all the best and hope he is uh, recovering well after his crash there but you know it, it shows that wilton is a tough circuit to race on isn't it yeah it's i think it's one of the bumpiest there but it's still one of the best um the track limits, it's helped a little bit, but I think I think it'll be all right. I think people will get around it. 
Yeah, because they have done that, haven't they, quite recently, where they've uh, extended the, the track limits. They've painted the sort of runoff area to say that it is an extension yeah. of the circuit. It is a thing. And like you say, it has helped a little bit with being able to, I would say, is it more just being able to carry a bit more speed around the corner? Yeah, it helps. It, yeah, helps use more track on the exit. Helps better. But then if you go too far, it, you do get a penalty. You get a warning and then a penalty if you go too far. So you just got to make sure you're not too far over. Yeah, so two wheels on the white, uh, inside of the on the track. Right. Okay. So yeah, you can go a little bit further, but not all the way off. So yeah. So they are still watching uh, things like that, which is uh, which is good to see. So it still makes it a little bit of a a challenge for uh, drivers now. Of course, karting for you, it's uh, it's been quite a journey uh, for your karting, hasn't it? I mean, the most important thing is that where did it all start for you? Where, where was the first time that you got into a kart? Um, I think, if I can remember right, it was at PF in a Bambina. Yeah, and it was just, yeah. so that was your first time. It wasn't wasn't a little kart that you, your dad got or something and put it on the driveway or anything like that. And you just did a couple of laps in a circle on the driveway, which is how a lot of people uh, get into the sport, I have to say. But for you, no, proper kart, proper track, and uh, jumped in it there, and uh, you enjoyed it, and you, you've taken it from there. And Yeah, yeah. As soon as Christmas morning came, uh, <laughs> kart in the, under the tree, and then just decided to go to PF pretty local-ish, about an hour and a bit away. And yeah, it's all just went on from there. Yeah, I wish I got a cart under the Christmas tree, I won't lie. I, think, I can't remember the last thing I got under a Christmas tree. It wasn't, uh, yeah, it wasn't anything good. So uh, socks, I think, which I've still got. I think I'm wearing the socks on Christmas, actually. So there you go. Uh, but anyway, it's uh, <laughs> we go into uh, the final round, of course, for the X30 class as well. That's going to be at PFI. Um, now, we've got the IMEO plate that's coming up as well. Are you taking part in that as well? Yeah. So, uh, PFI, you've got a couple of weekends at PFI before you go to Wilton. So, uh, lots happening. And like you say, you started your racing in a Bambino at PFI. So, it's one of those tracks that you enjoy. Yeah, yeah. PF, one, well, in my opinion, one of the best tracks out there. Smooth, got the bridge section, difficult. And it's just, yeah, it's just one of the best, I think. Yeah, personally, it, it is a good track. It's very fast. It's very flowing. Uh, and of course, you uh, came away from Cartmasters this year with a GP win. Uh, well, let's talk a little bit about that because you started that final at the back of the grid. Yeah, yeah, it was just unbelievable. I didn't when I went across the line, I didn't I was in shock. I didn't know what really was happening. <laughs> uh, I mean, Chris McCarthy was doing the grid interviews. He actually took the time to walk all the way down the grid to go and chat to you, thinking you were one of the drivers who was one of the favourites uh, to go for the win. You were one of my predictions to win that final as well. So uh, on our little commentator's uh, uh, competition between myself, Henry Bidette, and Chris McCarthy, uh, you were on my uh, my choice of people to win that one. And when I saw you started at the back, I'd be like, "Oh no, I, I, I may have I may have picked wrong here," but you came through. Yeah, yeah, it was good. It was just <laughs> good all weekend, and then just got a bit of bad luck in the pre, and then yeah. just came back for a final. Yeah, because what was it in the pre? It was uh, the exhaust had came off, didn't it? And and didn't it gouge a big uh, hole in one of the tyres as well? Yeah, it, uh, it, the manifold came off and it right. like somehow wrapped itself around the tyre and then like melted all the inside and all the way down to the wire. Yeah, and then obviously scrutineering saw that, 
changed the uh was it like just the one rear tire that was changed or was it both yeah just the left rear so just the left rear lapper. yeah so uh so you had that benefit of course of having a fresher tire but the rest were all the originals so um obviously and that was changed for safety reasons of course but you know taking that through to start the back to one get through an entire grid of carts uh at pfi without coming with a no without uh, finishing a race with a nose cone either is is still a quite an impressive drive as well thank you but uh going forward from that of course next season um is it do you step up to seniors uh, next year or is it still another year in juniors for you yeah we'll move up to senior okay so moving up into senior is it planned to do both next year both rotax and x30 next year i'm not sure we haven't really spoke about it we just thought we'd get this year out of the way do what we can and then see what happens next year as of course um you're in line to, to win the championship this year in the junior road tax, meaning you get that number one plate, but of course a step up into senior, meaning you won't be able to run that number one plate, which is a, always one of those shames, isn't it? You win it on your last year that, before you move up. Um, but it, is it kind of like one of those things where you think, you know, I think junior road tax was, was good. I want to step up into senior road tax because senior X30 or junior X30, sorry, is it's not gone sort of the way you've wanted it to. You know, you, you're not far down the points, but it's not gone as well as the uh, road tax. Is there any particular reason why that is? Is it just the different carts, the different tires? Is it just a slightly diff more difficult cart to drive or? Um, we had a bit of bad luck at Risington. Um, we had electric failure in the first heat when it was wet and then got caught up in someone else's crash in the second heat. So I had to start from the back again uh, in the pre. And we worked his way back up to 16th, I think. And then in the final went from 16th to 10. So it wasn't too bad, but just to get just got a bit unlucky, really. So just unlucky with the, the season itself. Nothing particular, uh, you know, like up with the car. They're, they're kind of drive a little bit the same. But it does breed the, the ultimate question, doesn't it? And there's a question that I think I get asked a lot. And it's a question that I ask a lot as well, is that what do you prefer? Is it Rotax or is it IAMI? The ultimate question. <laughs> yeah, loads of people said you'll change your, mar change your mind from X30 to Rotax. But even though I've had the bad luck, I still prefer X30. There we go. So uh, you're an XTX fan. I have to say, I'm a Rotax fan. But uh, it's right. You can fight me. You can fight. You can fight me about that at the next uh, at uh, at the O plate, which of course is all I am. So, um, but uh, for me, I like all of them. The two strokes smell, the sound, everything like that. It's fantastic. Um, Brandon, we're pretty much at the end of the ten minutes already. It has flown by. So thank you so much for taking your time out in the evening to uh, to chat to us. But. Um, uh, going forward, of course, these next couple of rounds, you've got two rounds of PFI, like you say, the last round of the uh, Rotax Challenge as well, or Rotax um, uh, Championship uh, at Wilton Mill as well. So lots of karting still coming up this year. And um, we do wish you all the best for those, and we wish you best for in the future as well. Thank you, and thank you for having me. Yes. Well, thank you very much to everyone who has joined us for episode six of the Alpha Live podcast. And a huge thank you, of course, to our two guests, Adam Shepard and Brandon Carr, for taking their time out of their very busy schedules for joining us today. Make sure you stay tuned for the next podcast and, of course, for all the upcoming Alpha Live live streams. Make sure you are like and subscribing to the Alpha Live YouTube channel if you are listening to this on Amazon Music, Spotify or Apple Music. Unfortunately, you can't give us a like, but you could probably give us a follow. So make sure you do that. But until next time, it's bye for now.